Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. We're continuing Stephen Haskell's Bible Handbook, and we've come to the subject of the seven last plagues. Let's start with a little prayer. Dear Jesus, I pray for thy Holy Spirit to open up our understanding, to guide us this morning as we study. In your name I pray. Amen. We're beginning with Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. The seven angels pour out the vials of God's wrath. And I'm turning to page 628 and 629 of the Great Controversy. 629. In the plague that follows, power is given to the sun to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat. The prophets thus describe the condition of the earth at this fearful time. The land mourneth, because the harvest of the field is perished. All the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. The seed is rotten under their clods. Their garners are laid desolate. How do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed, because they have no pasture. The rivers of water are dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. The songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. These plagues are not universal, or the inhabitants of the earth would be wholly cut off, yet they will be the most awful scourges that have ever been known to mortals. All the judgments upon men prior to the close of probation have been mingled with mercy. The pleading blood of Christ shielded the sinner from receiving the full measure of his guilt. But in the final judgment, wrath is poured out unmixed with mercy. In that day, multitudes will desire the shelter of God's mercy, which they have so long despised. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. The people of God will not be free from suffering, but while persecuted and distressed, while they endure privation and suffer for want of food, they will not be left to perish. That God who cared for Elijah will not pass by one of his self-sacrificing children. He who numbers the hairs of their head will care for them. And in time of famine, they shall be satisfied while the wicked are dying from hunger and pestilence. Angels will shield the righteous and supply their wants. To him that walketh righteously is the promise. Bread shall be given him, his waters shall be sure. When the poor and needy seek water and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I the Lord will hear them. I the God of Israel will not forsake them. That's Isaiah thirty-three sixteen, and Isaiah 41, 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. There shall be no herd in the stalls, and yet shall they that fear him rejoice in the Lord and joy in the God of their salvation. That's Habakkuk three seventeen and 18. Revelation 16, verse 2 says, And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, 
and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. The first plague is a noisome and grievous sore. I looked up the word noisome in my 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary, which I use because it is the dictionary that they utilized when translating the King James Version. So, noisome. Noxious to health, hurtful, mischievous, unwholesome, insalubrious, destructive. As noisome winds, noisome effluvia or miasmata, noisome pestilence, noxious, injurious. And here's the one that I think applies the most to the, the sore um, that's going to be grievous and noxious. Offensive to the smell or other senses, disgusting, fetid. A foul breath is noisome. I think these sores are going to be like that. And uh, Noisome and grievous sore. And so I think there will be a lot of people who, they have a, sh a sore sh show up on them that doesn't s seem to heal. They, it will be scary. That's the first plague. Revelation 16.3 and the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Hmm. The third plague, I'm sorry, the second plague, causes the sea to become as the blood of a dead man. And I think when someone's dead, their blood becomes thick, black, and stinky. Revelation 16.4 and the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. The third plague causes the rivers and fountains of water to become blood. Revelation 16, 5 and 6. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and which wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Sorry. After the plagues have affected all the waters upon the earth, the angels of the waters declare it to be a righteous judgment. Wow. That's crazy. Revelation 16, 7. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Revelation 16, 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. The fourth plague will cause the sun to scorch men with fire. Revelation 16, 9. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. These plagues will cause men to blaspheme God. Naturally, they accuse God's people, who are sheltered from the plagues, as being responsible for the plagues. Revelation 16, 10. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. And I think 
The fifth plague is darkness that fills all the kingdom of the beast. And now I'm going to read a page, maybe a few paragraphs from Christ Object Lessons, page 420. For those who are taking notes for references, Christ Object Lessons, page 420. I guess. Christ does not bid his followers strive to shine. He says, let your light shine. If you have received the grace of God, the light is in you. Remove the obstructions and the glory, the Lord's glory will be revealed. The light will shine forth to penetrate and dispel the darkness. You cannot help shining within the range of your influence. The revelation of his own glory in the form of humanity will bring heaven so near to men that the beauty adorning the inner temple will be seen in every soul in whom the Savior dwells, men will be captivated by the glory of an abiding Christ, and in currents of praise and thanksgiving from the many souls thus won to God's glory will flow back to the great giver. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me, thee. To those who go out to meet the bridegroom is this message given. Christ is coming with power and great glory. He is coming with his own glory and with the glory of the Father, He's coming with all the holy angels with him, while all the world is plunged in darkness. There will be light in every dwelling of the saints. They will catch the first light of his second appearing. Revelation sixteen, eleven. And the fifth, I'm oh, sorry, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. The wicked are still suffering because of the sores that came under the first plague. And they blaspheme God and continue to blame God's people for all the plagues that have fallen upon them. If they blaspheme God, naturally, they will hate his representatives. Revelation thirteen fifteen. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. Special life and power begins to show itself in the beast and its image. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Revelation 13, 15, I'm still in 16. Back up, back up. 13, 15. I didn't think that made sense. All right, erase that last verse from your mind. Revelation 13, verse 15 and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Special life and power begins to show itself in the beast and its image. Yes, they will begin to be taking power to themselves, the beast and the image beast. Now we're going back to Revelation 16.12. Now it will make sense. 16.12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And Revelation 16, 16. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. The sixth plague, the drying up of the river Euphrates, 
We're not going to try to explain these things right now. We're just going to read through this. Now, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 7. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord bringeth up upon them the waters of the river, strong and many, even the king of Assyria, and all his glory, and he shall come up over all his channels and go over all his banks. Did you see how the Bible just translated, explained itself? The Euphrates River, and here uh, Isaiah calls it the king of Assyria and all his people, and how they they came up over all their channels and went over their banks. So they came out of their area and overran areas around them. Shall overflow, the Bible says in verse 8, pass through and overflow. So the river Euphrates, not just the river. A river flowing through a country is taken as a type of the country. Hence, the drying up of the Euphrates would indicate the drying up of the Turkish Empire under the Sixth Plague. Ooh, that's what is going to happen. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get excited, but I've been studying the King of the North. I will put that aside for myself for later. Okay, Revelation 16, verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Aside from the people of God, there remain three classes. The dragon, that's the power which sought to destroy the child Jesus, or paganism, Revelation 12, 1-5. You might as well look at that, Revelation 12, 1-5. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, the great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for her to devour her child. As soon as it was born, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up into God and to his throne. So, uh, as you know, Rome was in power when Jesus was crucified. And Rome is described in one of their phases here. In Revelation, Rome is, is described in several of their different phases. In this phase, he um, had, he was a dragon, seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns. Okay, I'm not going to go there right now, but... That describes one of the classes that we're talking about. Aside from the people of God, there remain three classes. One, the dragon power, or paganism. The beast, which persecuted the church during the 1260 years. That's the period known in the history as the Dark Ages. And the false prophet, or apostate Protestantism. Now, why is Protestantism called apostate because when they were protesting under Martin Luther they only went so far then they stopped when in 1844 1820s and 30s and 40s the knowledge was brought to all the people just practically on the whole globe about about bringing the Sabbath back about following Jesus into the most holy place about the things the work he was doing there they did not follow him in by faith 
And so they apostatized and stopped protesting and they went back to Rome. These are all of the ones who do that. So I'm not saying there aren't any individuals within those denominations who really love the Lord and are obeying all that they know. I'm just saying these are the three classes that are being described here. Paganism, the papal power, and apostate Protestantism. Okay, and that would be like, uh, well, we're not, okay, I'm not going there right now. It's so easy to get this sidetracked. Revelation 16, 13 and 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. 16, 13, and 14. Yes, all these miracle working that's going on is prophesied to happen. And we are told to find out if the, check out the prophets to see if they are true or not, because there are many false prophets who've gone forth into the world, we're told. Spiritualism takes control of all three of these classes, unites them in a war against God and his people. Testimonies, Volume 5, page 451. Testimonies, Volume 5, page 451. By, by the decree enforcing the institution of the papacy in violation of the law of God, our nation will disconnect herself fully from righteousness. When Protestantism shall stretch her hand across the gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power, has that happened, brothers and sisters? They've all joined in ecumenism with the Pope, except for a very few. When Protestantism shall stretch her hand across the gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power, when she shall reach over the abyss to clasp hands with spiritualism, that's this, uh, okay, spiritualism, that's this trinity doctrine, the speaking in tongues, the healings, the dancing, the false miracles, and so forth. All right, that's all I'm going to say on that because I've got to stay on track. When under the influence of this threefold union, our country shall repudiate every principle of its constitution as a Protestant and Republican government and shall make provision for the propagation of papal falsehoods and delusions, then we may know that the time has come for the marvelous working of Satan, and that the end is near. Satan's marvelous working. He knows that he personates Christ. Back to the book. As the approach of the Roman armies was a sign to the disciples of the impending destruction of Jerusalem, so may this apostasy be a sign to us that the limit of God's forbearance is reached. The measure of our nation's iniquity is full. The angel of mercy is about to take her flight, never to return. The people of God will then be plunged into those scenes of affliction and distress which prophets have described as the time of Jacob's trouble. The cries of the faithful persecuted ones ascend to heaven, and as the blood of Abel cried from the ground, there are voices also crying to God from martyrs' graves. Okay, that's not literal, all right? But uh, from the sepulchres of the sea, from mountains, caverns, from convent vaults, Convent vaults. Interesting. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? 
that's uh the blood is personified it's not really crying but um all right Put that one aside um <laughs> Revelation sixteen fifteen. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Isaiah thirty three, fourteen. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with a devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Those who are holy and righteous are protected and blessed, while those who are classed with the people of God but are not really of them at this time are fully revealed. Revelation thirteen fifteen. Oops, I say 34. Where was I? Okay. Yeah. Revelation 13, 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. The decree goes forth that all who do not worship the beast will be slain. Esther 3, 13. Book of Esther, that's right before Job. Esther 3, 13 to 15. And the letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces, to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Edar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, that they should be ready against that day. The post went out, being hastened by the king's commandments, and the decree was given in Shushan, the palace. And the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city Shushan was perplexed. The decree will go forth that all who do not worship the beast will be slain. Great Controversy, page When the protection of human laws shall be withdrawn from those who honor the law of God, there will be in different lands a simultaneous movement for their destruction. As the time appointed in the decree draws near, the people will conspire to root out the hated sect. It will be determined to strike in one night a decisive blow which shall utterly silence the voice of dissent and reproof the people of God some in prison cells, some hidden in solitary retreats in the forests and the mountains, still plead for divine protection, while in every quarter companies of armed men, urged on by hosts of evil angels, are preparing for the work of death. 
It is now, in the hour of utmost extremity, that the God of Israel will interpose for the deliverance of his chosen. Saith the Lord, Ye shall have a song as in the night when a holy solemnity is kept, and gladness of heart as when one goeth to come into the mountain of Jehovah, to the mighty one of Israel. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard, and shall show the lightning lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger, with a flame of a devouring fire, with scattering and tempest and hailstones. With shouts of triumph, jeering and imprecation, throngs of evil men are about to rush upon their prey, when, lo, a dense blackness deeper than the darkness of the night falls upon the earth. Then a rainbow shines. Oh, I'm going too far. I'll leave that for you to continue on on your own. Great Controversy, page 635. And now I'm going to read Early Writings, page 282. That's our last reading, and then I will summarize um, the time of trouble. I saw the saints leaving the cities and villages and associating together in companies and living in the most solitary places. Angels provided them food and water while the wicked were suffering from hunger and thirst. Then I saw the leading men of the earth consulting together and Satan and his angels busy around them. I saw a writing, copies of which were scattered in different parts of the land, giving orders that unless the saints should yield their peculiar faith, give up the Sabbath, and observe the first day of the week, the people were at liberty after a certain time to put them to death. But in this hour of trial, the saints were calm and composed, trusting in God and leaning upon his promise that a way of escape would be made for them. I will leave that for you to read more of if you want to. Early Writings, page 282, The Time of Trouble, chapter all right, and that was it. Now I'm going to just quickly summarize what we have learned about the plagues. Um, the seven angels will pour out the vials of God's wrath on the earth. The first plague is a noisome and grievous sore, or a stinky sore. The second plague, the sea becomes as blood. The third, the rivers and fountains of water become as blood. An angel from heaven responds that that God is righteous because they took the life of the saints. They love to take people's lives, so they, they spilled people's blood. They deserve blood to drink. The fourth plague causes the sun to scorch men with fire. They will cause men to blaspheme God. The fifth plague is darkness that fills all the kingdom of the beast. The wicked are still suffering because of the sores, which means that the plagues come pretty quickly. Some people think that it takes a year I don't think so. If they're still suffering from the sores when they're blaspheming God because of the darkness, that's the fifth plague and the first plague. I think they come very quickly. Special life and power begins to show itself in the beast and its image. So, if you, if those of you are waiting to see the beast manifest himself, it's not going to happen until the plagues are actually kind of falling. And the sixth plague is, I think, when uh, Turkey makes her move. And when you saw that happen, as in Daniel, then Michael stands up. That's the sixth plague when Turkey finally makes her move. We think these things are going to happen much sooner. Okay, the three classes, paganism, uh, Catholicism, and apostate Protestants, those three unite together. They're the three evil spirits come out of the mouth of those. So they are possessed by evil spirits and doing the work of Satan. Spiritualism takes control of all three. Another definition of spiritualism, by the way, is to spiritualize away a clear meaning of something the Lord has given us. 
If you go to uh, Miller's Rules of Bible Interpretation, it will help you to know when to make something a literal thing or a spiritual application in the Bible. But if you spiritualize the way the meaning of something that's clear, it's actually spiritualism as well as not just just evil spirits only, but also that. So, all right, back to what we were saying here. Those three classes are united against God's people and against God. Those who are holy and righteous will be protected and blessed, although God will allow them to go through Jacob's trouble in order to have them fully settled, even though they are already sealed, but they don't even know it. Then the decree goes forth that all who do not worship the beast will be slain. So the death decree goes forth under the sixth plague. Sixth plague, I believe that's correct. So um, God's people are already sealed at that point. They just might not know it. I, there are more things to study as we go. We're going to add to what we've studied so far. Tomorrow we'll study the seventh plague. It has a whole section all by itself. Now, brothers and sisters, God bless you today. Please take the time for self-examination. Please take the time with the Lord. Surrender your will to him. Give him up everything. It's almost over. There's nothing here that we're going to be able to keep or take with us either way. God bless you. Let me have a little prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for those who have taken the time to join this morning to study this important information. Please, Lord, help them to be convicted and truly ready to give you their heart completely. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, brothers, sisters, see you in the morning. Have a wonderful day.